0: Hello and welcome back to Mythical Magic, the magic podcast where we talk about magic happenings in the community, uh, commander, limited, any format you want, everything and all, especially with something special today. Uh, My name is David and this is my co-host. I'm Jimmy. And we're here to talk about something very special today.
1: We're doing lore.
0: Yeah. Jimmy, do you like stories?
1: I love stories. Yeah. You know what I love more than stories is listening to you tell me stories. Um it means I don't have to do that much work <laughs>
0: Thanks, <laughs> thanks for the praise, I appreciate that Did you know that magic has a story?
1: Yeah, I've heard about it uh, I don't know that much of it But I've heard it's very in-depth And then some parts of it are very bad
0: Most are, most are really bad
1: <laughs> But there are some bright spots in there
0: <laughs> Yeah, sure I'm going to tell you a story today Oh, uh, yeah And, yeah, I know And, I mean, if you have questions, ask But uh, I'm going to recount to you the history of magic
1: all of it from start to finish
0: from start to finish not in one sitting because oh, okay. Thank God. i got i'm just gonna say i don't <laughs> think we have that long no 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 because i got other stuff to do no from 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 the beginning for some notable events at the very beginning of time for magics multiverse until we get caught up with well we just got theros beyond death but uh yeah so buckle in because it's well, hold on it's let a me get my seatbelt okay click, click. Do you got the little fuzzy thing on the seatbelt where it holds you in?
1: No, mine doesn't have that. I have a five-point harness. Oh, you have a f- so okay. it's like a click, 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 click.
0: Now oh, I'm locked wow. in. Oh, okay, you're strapped in. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the timing scheme for magic uses what's called AR, and AR, it it, it it's it's just what it's used for the for the time being. Does it mean it's, anything? Is that an acronym for something? Yeah, and I'm going to butcher some of these names. Disclaimer, if I butcher a name, please just...
1: Let him know in the comments. No, don't.
0: (laughs) Um, Our Gibeon Reckoning. uh, It was an event that happened on the plane of Dominaria in the multiverse. And then um, we start with year one, which is the birth of Urza.
1: Oh, really? He's like the Jesus
0: of the magic... He's No, don't call him that. (laughs) Um... It just starts there for the simplicity of the fact that that's where the time starts. That's where history, for the most part, begins. Stuff happened beforehand. But as far as we know and for information that was recorded, that's what we have. So we have history in AR until further notice, where it eventually turns into something different. So Urza was born at 1. Though we just established that most of our history begins at AR 0, AR 1. I'm going to go negative 2,000 AR. Jesus, that's a lot. Negative 2,000 AR. And I'm going to take you to the plane where most of Magic's happenings have happened over the past decade and a half, if not more. It's called Dominaria. Dominaria is a plane in Magic uh, that is probably home to most of the things that most players know about the game. It's the center point for most of the stories prior to the lower one block. And it's where almost all of your notable planeswalkers that you probably love have uh, kind of started. Even like so, Elspeth? Uh, no, no. Oh, okay, but not, not that one. No, okay, got it. No, no, not not, not my not my favorite planeswalker, <laughs> Elspeth, who is not my favorite planeswalker. When we get to my favorite planeswalker, I will tell you. Uh, yeah, we're but gonna we're do not, a
1: whole episode just about how much Dave loves that planeswalker.
0: Don't, yeah, don't spoil it. Everyone's like, I wonder who it could be. It's not Garouk.
1: Put your guesses in the comments below
0: yeah it's not guru um so Dominaria is a pretty standard plane it, it op- operates it operates very similar to earth it has you know mountains and seas and forests and etc like that but it doesn't matter because we're negative 20 ar and the ur dragon a very ancient powerful dragon is flying through the blind Eternia, which the blind Eternia is what separates planes in the multiverse of magic It is think think of it mm, kind of like space actually that's what it is it's basically space um and it's the ur dragon the progenitor of fire and he travels through he's traveling through the the planetaria and he goes over dominaria and he births a handful of dragons he births just a few of them and these dragons turn into the elder dragons um they are if you wish to have a name nicobolus ugin arcades sabbath paladon Moors, chromium and then those are the initial elder dragons you might remember some of them from the legends block
1: and a lot of them were just in the recent dominaria set too
0: yes they are reimagined so those are the elder dragons they're born now we're gonna jump forward because that was really the only real significant event that's happening on dominaria at this current point in time now we're going to jump up to negative 5000 ar and this time we're going to talk about a civilization called the Thran Empire. It was huge. It was known for creating powerful artifacts. It was known to basically just make all like those cool egg like, artifacts you used to see like in Alpha and Beta and Antiquities. And they had a symbol that was very similar to um, what people know now as the Phyrexan symbol. Uh, it was a circle with two points on either end and in the middle there was three lines. Notably among the Thran civilization were Urza and Mishra. Now, Urza and Mishra are brothers, and we talked about how Urza was born at year one, so bl- uh, the, middle, the beginning of AR. Urza and Mishra are great artificers, and they make artifacts, just like the Threat Empire. And They've made hundreds upon hundreds of them. They make weapons, things that uh, fly. They make ornithopters, which are a creature in magic, the zero-drop-zero-two flying artifact creature. And their studies into archaeology bring them into looking up ancient weapons that existed in the in the world. So the Thran Empire, it wasn't a lot known about it. Uh, at its height, the Thran Empire was divided into eight city-states. It wasn't really had much of equivalent. There was an, a notable place called the Caves of Koryos, which is a land. The ores of color, white and black land. So in that cave, it was known as the Cave of the Dam.
1: Not really a place you want to hang out. No,
0: <laughs> no. So other than that, other than the Thran Empire, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot more besides that. There was, there was another uh, notable Thren member born. Uh, his name was Yagmoth, And I know a lot of people might know that name, but don't worry about that. So Yagmoth is a healer. Uh, but he has kind of some disturbed ways of healing. So he basically goes to these different cities, these different tribes, and he basically sets these plagues upon them. He's experimenting on people he's going through these motions of kind of setting them up mutating them doing all these weird kind of stuff to them he eventually gets kicked out of Thren. you know people find out about it and the Thran's like mm, you're not so cool and they kick him to the curbside while on about he meets a planeswalker and we've talked about them planeswalkers are beings that have right now for those story purposes are nearly immortal they have unlimited power to cast spells And they have the ability to planeswalk to other planes. So you have to understand planes exist in this world, but they're separated by what I called before the blind attorney space. And you can't transverse that on your own. There's no way to build like a ship or, you know, do anything to go through that blind attorney. You have to have someone that can transverse it themselves. And that's what planeswalkers can do. They can just be like, cool, like I'm thinking of this plane. I'm thinking of this plane. And they can, I mean, for all intents and purposes, magic themselves there
1: and just so that we're clear we're talking about pre-mending planeswalkers currently right
0: right yeah so if anyone is curious the reason that i said planeswalkers as of right now for story purposes is that there's a fundamental change to them later on so what we're talking about right now is commonly known as pre-mending old planeswalkers original planeswalkers however you want to do it so don't think about any planeswalkers right now if you're playing if you read current stories for this purposes just think of uh this is the old way So they were nigh omnipotent. If you cut off their head, they would probably still be alive, too. So this planeswalker, uh, Dryfed, shows up. And Yagmoth basically tricks them into trusting him, which is one of his general motifs that he has. And during his brief banishment from Thran, they open up a permanent portal to a plane called Phyrexia. And Yagmoth looks at it and he goes, I can make this my paradise. He's like, I can do everything with this plane. So, during his experiment, he's going back and forth from Phyrexia to Dominaria. Thran calls him back. There's been this uh, sickness that's plaguing the city, and they call him back. They go, You know what? Like, we're on our last limb. We need some help. So, Yagamath comes in, helps him out. But then they're like, You know, maybe you shouldn't stay. Maybe you need to get kicked to the curb again. Or maybe we should just remove you from power. Like, you can't, you can't be here. Like, you have too much favor. So there's a vote. They have a council in the, in the city, and there's a vote. And it basically comes down to a 50-50 split, wow. and, Yagmoth, and Yagmoth ends up winning. He wow. wins. He takes over the council, throws the elders basically in jail. Oh, my God. Can you imagine yeah. how stupid those guys that voted for them? <laughs> hoisted by their own petard. Yes, 100%. And um, he has control of basically the city. He then takes the permanent portal and he goes this, like he said, he's like, this is gonna be my paradise. And he, through some not very clear method, he bonds himself to the plane's core. He becomes basically the god, but he has to stay there. Yeah, so he starts bringing all like the people that he experimented on in the past. And he brings them to Phyrexia. And there he implants them like with power stones uh, to drain away the sickness, the sickness that he basically caused. And the patients that are there, they slowly start to evolve. Um, They change their shape. They come a little bit more deformed. They're just, they're not pretty. And this is how Phyrexians are born? Well, yes. Yes. So Phyrexia was a blank plane before. For the most part, yes. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, Fed basically sees all this. And she's like, this isn't okay. This is not what should have happened. She tries to stop uh, Yagmoth. So... He stabs her in the back, uh, but he stabs in the back with a power stone dagger. So you have to understand that power stones and magic, they're like kryptonite in the sense of that when you stab a, when you stab a being with power, with power, it can act as like a nullifier. So by stabbing the planeswalker with this power dagger, it's like resonating with, this, with the power that a planeswalker has. So it disables the planeswalker for a momentary time. Yagmoth dissects this planeswalker while stabbed. Holy shit! To learn what how, what power this like how she's able to planeswalk, how she's able to do all of these things. Does he figure it out? He does not. <laughs> okay. It it does not go well for him because the reason a planeswalker can planeswalk is due to something what's called a spark. A spark is a very special thing that resides in certain individuals. Yeah, it's like right below the liver, right? Yeah, right below the liver, but behind the spleen. Okay, he didn't look (laughs) behind the spleen. He should have moved it to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there.
1: (laughs) Classic mistake.
0: But um, it's a special thing that when it ignites, as it's called, it allows a being to transverse to planes to become nigh-omnipotent. But it doesn't happen to everyone. So understanding the, the way it works, the dichotomy of it, is impossible. No one's ever done it. And I'll tell you right now, no one ever has. We know more about it, but we don't, no one knows what truly makes up a spark.
1: And Lord knows, Wizards isn't going to tell you. Yeah, right? (laughs) No. (laughs)
0: Um, So the original city that he had worked so hard to help uh, cure is destroyed. And all the inhabitants are basically like, oh, we need some place to go. So what does he do? He shows up. He sends an envoy and he's like, oh, you should come over here uh, to Phyrexia and be safe. Wouldn't that be great? And he had already planned on staying in Phyrexia. So um, how did the
1: pl- how did the city get destroyed the first time?
0: So it gets destroyed by something called the Null Sphere. Um, the Null Sphere is a it it's used to basically cleanse and like filter gas away. Uh, really, what it was meant to do, but it ends up exploding, uh, ooh, causing shit. the city to become poisonous. Yeah. Um, so all and these people, a, and that's the thing
1: that the people in the city made themselves right like that's not something that he like plotted and planned on it just happened to happen and he was like oh well why don't you come all the way over
0: here uh he yeah so he didn't make it he had a hand it is theorized that he had a hand in making it malfunction but he did not he was not yeah he's not the one that he's he not the one build that it, though. It. no no okay. um so, all these new people like Flurry and go head over to Phyrexia. And Yagmoth is like, cool, like, I'm going to hang out here. Your city's trash. Um, you know, all his old friends had turned on him. He's like, I don't care. Uh, I'm just going to betray everyone I know and love. Um, however, it came back to bite him. Uh, a confident that Yagmoth had closed the portal that allowed him to go from Phyrexia to Dominaria. Um, and because the the loved ones were so hurt, you know, and affected, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's evil." They basically blow up. It's basically the cave of Corlos, by the way. Um, they blow up. Oh, the, that's the, the portal. Ca- that's the portal. Yeah, and they, they blow up the portal, and now Yagmoth can't get back because he's on a planeswalker. Remember, he's just a normal dude that's bonded to to Phyrexia. So now the plane. So now that portal's closed. So now Yagmoth is trapped, and that's that's the backstory a little bit of uh, Yagmoth and Frexia of the Thran. Right. So to summarize, Yagmoth bad, uh, Thran stupid, uh, Phyrexian, Phyrexia evil, Yagmoth trapped. And those are the spark notes for that. <laughs> so so now we're going to move fo- We're going to move even forward in time. So that takes place. Um, some notable characters might have been born. But now we're going to move to what's called the Brothers War. So during this whole escapade, Mishra and Urza, they discover the case of Corlos years and years later. Years and years later. And they, they, they find that the portal to Phyrexia is closed. The brothers find a split power stone by the cave, one of the power stones used by uh, Yagmoth. They literally happen to find them by accident. They begin a conflict. And through that conflict, they both lose a trusted friend. Mishra gets upset and just bails and goes, I'm leaving, and like runs into the desert. Um, he becomes enslaved by nomads. Urza, however, becomes an apprentice of a clock ma- a clockmaker called Krug. Um, Krug is not really a notable, notable character. He's just a person that was a clockmaker.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I've never heard of Krug before. Yeah,
0: and you never will. So <laughs> <laughs> moving, my <Bye> Krug, please don't do that. Yeah. Um, so Urza and Mishra each become leaders of the respected sides. Uh, Mishra finds uh, finds his way out of the nomads. He gets control of them. Urza becomes an, uh, an artificer through the tutelage of Krug. A person named Gix enters Dominaria and uses the Brotherhood of Gix to infiltrate both sides. So all this uh, confrontation between Urza and Mishra, Gix sets up this whole overarching thing and makes things go from bad to worse. They end up getting into a giant war. And what's involved in here is, and here I'm gonna definitely mess this word up. It's the Golgothian Sylvix.
1: Hmm. I'm gonna assume that you said that right
0: because I don't know what that is. I either. tried really hard to say that right. Uh, <laughs> so this is an ancient. This is an ancient item. Okay. This is not made by Urza. This is not made by Mishra. It's a massively destructive weapon that just existed ages ago. It was found like in 34 or something. Ar. Uh, by like fishermen it's like like the friggin mask from the movie like it just fishes up like on the shore and people like (laughs) hey what's this and it's like oh cool i want this and the funny thing is it pretty much just looks like a bowl which is really weird i don't get that but it It looks like a bowl bowl, right it looks like a bowl badass (laughs) yeah right that's yeah the most powerful bowl in the world so urza finally gets a hold of it so the brothers have a war i.e the brothers war and not going too too no. yeah right, not going too too deep into it. Um, the brothers have a final battle that takes place on the island of uh, Argoth. Gix makes all the artifact creatures in both armies go berserk because playing both sides. Mishra is revealed to have been altered by Phyrexian construct. Oh right, crazy. So it turns out that Mishra got a little bit too snoopy with Phyrexia, and he ended up falling prey to the machinations of that. Now, not with Yagmoth specifically, though. Through
1: is that why he became a bad guy? Or he that just happened afterwards? So
0: it's theorized that it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column uh, B. I personally think that that's just how he is. I think...
1: That he's just born a dick.
0: Yeah, I think he had a bad life. Like, he gets attacked by the Nomads, and yeah, sure he rises up. But he just has so much frustration. I think that that's his character. I think his character is like, man, like, this sucks. And then Gix obviously is all like, hey, like bad thoughts, bad thoughts, bad thoughts, and he's like, you know what? You're right. And it's one of those things where, you know, he kind of just goes down a dark path, and it doesn't really end up mm. too well. Yeah, it happens to the best it, Well, hopefully not me. Um, so... No, let's talk about me. <laughs> oh. So anyway, so, anyway, I'll talk more about Urza and Mishra, you know, in that. But, so the Brothers War happens, and at the end of it, uh, there's that big final battle, and the hate is revealed. Urza not wanting to be a sore loser or a sore winner, just to be sore, he activates the uh, Golgothian, and it's this massive explosion. The blast. Urza does? Yep, (laughs) yeah. The blast.
1: He's just like, ah, well, fuck you guys.
0: Boom. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Does he know what it does when he does that? Yeah, no,
0: he knows. He knows.
1: (laughs) What an asshole. The blast. So there is no good guy then? There is none,
0: no. There's just less bad (sighs) guys. So the, bl- the blast obliterates Argoth. It turns Urborg, uh, an area in Dominaria, into a swamp, and it sends the entire plane of Dominaria into an ice age.
1: Yeah. So he nuked them, basically.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he did. He, he brought nuclear winter. Now, there's a couple of key points here. We've been talking about Urza, and we all know he's a prominent figure in magic, and we've also been talking about planeswalkers. It is at this point that Urza ascends, and this is the act of a, per, a person igniting their spark. So the traumatic event of just the desolation of the, of the plane. Of him being a dead Yeah. Uh, he ascends and his spark, his spark erupts and he becomes a planeswalker. Wow. LaRish get richer. <laughs>
1: that's messed up.
0: So it is at this point that an event happens. And it's called the Shard of Twelve Worlds. Uh, so that's one. And then the second event is that Gix and his minions, they retreat back to Phyrexia. Oh.
1: Does Geek, is Gick like a prominent figure in a lot of these storylines? Because I've never heard of this character before.
0: Well, prominent right now. <laughs> How about that? Okay.
1: Um, Does he have his own card or anything like that?
0: Gick? No. No. Geek? Really? No, wait. Okay. No, he has
1: cards named after him. Oh, uh, okay. That's okay. I mean, Urza didn't have his own card for a long time.
0: He has a he has a he has a Vanguard card. That's what he has. That's like a whole other thing that I don't want to get into right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> <You're my best. laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, if you want
1: to know what a Vanguard card is, you can look into that yourself. Good luck with that shit.
0: If you if you want to if you want a Vanguard card, um, hit us up on any way possible. <laughs> and you if, hit uh, Dave. Over, he loves and if, this and shit. An, and if, if an overwhelming people go in Vanguard... I will pull up i don't i don't know what often i will look up the history of vanguard and we will talk about Vanguard. vanguard's amazing we'll do a whole episode of vanguard if you like if you like commander then you like vanguard (laughs) (laughs) or probably not (laughs) yeah so um so i just i so i said those two main events so it's the shards of the shard of 12 worlds um what that is it's an envelope containing 12 planes and they separated them from the rest of the multiverse so basically like three planets separated from the rest of the solar system. The only known planes confirmed to be in the Shard were Dominaria and another plane called Azoria. Eh, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> it's an entirely blue-white plane? <laughs> no, that's funny. No, 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 no. So the Shard obviously that it came in after the blast, um, and obviously the energy released release formed the Shards. So the, the crystallized 12 planes inside are into the Dominaria. Into the Dominarian Nexus, which stayed in this form even after the Shard itself fell. Many planeswalkers were trapped in the Shard during the Ice Age because they couldn't planeswalk out because it was that strong. Um, and that was pretty much it. Like, that, that's the story until the, it goes away. So just know that. So Urza brought Nuclear Winter on a planetary scale and a multiversarial scale. So and good job.
1: The trauma of doing so made him a planeswalker.
0: Made him super strong. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> eat your heart out, Marvel and DC. Magic has has it all over you. So anyway. Yeah, Superman can't teleport. Yeah, oh, that's true. He cannot teleport. Mm-hmm. But Goku can. Um, no, <laughs> all
1: right. And he will save us
0: all. So now we're in an ice age. So like everything's bad. Everything's, it's the Dark Ages. Um, people are just not in a good way. Uh, there's not a lot of notar- notable things going on during this time. There's, like, small things, like, with, like, side stories, like, with the Ebony Hand and Merfolk and stuff like that and thralls. But it's not – we're talking about the main story. We're trying, to, we're trying to get to, like, current times. So that stuff is is on the side. There's a war between Urborg and Burgarden where Urborg is destroyed. I mean, hooray. All right, so it's really, really cold. So we mentioned there was a bunch of planeswalkers trapped. Remember?
1: I do remember. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you said they're trapped in the envelope. Yeah. With all the Yeah, sharks. yeah. Something like that. I'm barely listening. What?
0: <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to need you to tighten it up. Uh, that's not good. It's okay, I'll just cut that part. Uh, out. So there's a planeswalker called Frere Elise. And if you haven't heard of Friar she's a pretty important planeswalker. She lived in Skyshroud. And she used her magic to protect it and take care of it. During the whole entire Ice Age, she's like basically a green mage running around trying to do good. Doesn't work out too well. During the Ice Age, she ascends. She becomes a planeswalker. She, during that time, crafts a spell called the World Spell. It's a spell made by her to break the shard and end the Ice Age on Dominaria. And it would hopefully start a new age because the Ice Age was bad. Having a permanent ice season all year long sucks.
1: Yeah, you can't like get your car out of the snow. It sucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so she makes this world spell, okay, and she enchants a uh, mirror with it, and she uses it to destroy the shards. The ice age becoming an end, and then technically, what happens is the flood age begins, but no one ever talks about that. Uh, it. It well, because ice melts, duh. When <laughs> ice melts, flooding cause <laughs> flooding. It, it drowns a bunch of people. Wow, right? Okay. That's what happened. Maybe she built an yeah. ark, Dave. Oh, she saved two
1: of every animal and some people, uh I guess.
0: She saved two of every color alignment. There you go, exactly. Yeah, uh huh. No, that's that's not what happened. So, (laughs) so the important point of that is that Dominary was cut off from the rest of the multiverse effectively, like it was just it was out, it wasn't able to be gone into or gone out of. So now it's free again. Now people can come and go. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah, I imagine so. Good for trade. (laughs) So I'm sorry, Dave. I don't know what you want me to put in. I don't know the story like you do. So I'm just like, "Uh uh-huh. All right. (laughs) Just sitting over here drinking my dumb bitch juice. Just yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. So
0: (laughs) so so at this point, Urza becomes relevant again. Okay? Urza hasn't been sitting sitting on his hands this entire time. He's been exploring, he's been tinkering around, and he learns that even though the world spell has been has been shattered. Dominary is still shielded from other planes by the shard. Anything's like, oh, sweet, my plane is safe. I can go back to doing what I want to do. And he's like, I'm going to go just start working on, like, my own artifact-based paradise because that'll never end badly, right?
1: As we all know, <laughs> artifacts can never be too powerful, and they can never ruin anything, especially yeah, not an uh-huh. entire format of a of magic.
0: This zooms in on Arcbound <laughs> Um
1: I was going to say mocks up all, but yeah, sure.
0: Wow, well, no. Um, so, during this whole time, Urza uh, trying to make this paradise. Urza finds a sleeper agent, a sleeper agent for the Phyrex- <clears throat> for the Phyrexia, for Phyrexia, and he finds them on Dominaria. He kills them, kills all the sleeper agents. He's like, no, 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 no. one's entering this plane.
1: How did the sleeper agent get there? Because I thought they couldn't travel between the planes. Uh
0: huh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So, Urza kills all these sleeper agents. And yes, geez, ah. let me get there. Oh my goodness, you did it! So all these sleeper agents have been filtering through the caves of Coralos. Urza is attempting to be a better person, and that's what we're supposed to take it as. So he, she's trying to stop these these Phyrexians from coming in and doing damage. And then guess, he blows I mean, up the caves, no, <laughs> no, no, he no, no, no,
1: all his problems with
0: explosives, right? Yeah. So he kills all these sleeper agents that are hiding out in Dominaria, and then he confronts Gix. At the caves and kills. Oh yeah,
1: like a good person does. Great.
0: Well, yeah. Um, now, mind you, for some for for some relevance, we're sitting at about uh, three thousand two hundred eighty-five AR. Where when we started, not minus the minus the dragons, we were at one. So you have to understand that Urza is about been alive. Yeah. How for... the heck
1: has he been alive so long?
0: Right. So we talked about when you spark, what happens? Oh right, you, you become, become basically immortal. Right. right. So. The Brothers' war was like in friggin' 63 AR or something like that, or I think it ended in 63 AR. So he sparked basically when he was about like 60 something, and yeah, he
1: just stayed 60 forever.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, he, I guess he did. I, mean, I, guess that's, you have to remember, I guess
1: that's better than being like 90 forever. I
0: mean, and remember the ice age, um, the ice age lasts almost like 3,000 years,
1: okay?
0: <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah, that was a pause for dramatic effect. The Flood Age is rescinding. We're getting back to the plane being stable again. You know, there's a forest area, there's a mountain area, there's plains, there's islands, there's mountains. Domain is in full swing. <laughs> yeah, Domain is in full swing. Everyone is casting Converge. Speaking of Converging, um, the Phyrexians, because they just don't quit, they overrun what's called the Telerian Academy. The Talarian Academy is made about uh, three thousand to two hundred eighty-five AR, and um, about almost a hundred and some odd years later, the Frexians are at it again. Those damn nasty Frexians—they just don't quit. I mean, you have to
1: admire their work ethic, though.
0: Right? They just work, work, work. So they overrun the academy and they they kill everyone at the academy. Now let's talk about the Toilet Academy. Trolle Academy is basically a school for magic. It's like Harry Potter, except. Not. Before Harry Potter was made. And it's like the premier school on Dominary. It's like, fuck yeah. Now, there's a person, uh, and by person I mean there's a thing in Teleria. His name is Karin. Karin is one of my three favorite Planeswalkers. Spoiler alert. Karin is one of my three favorite characters. Lo- Why? I never understood that, Dave. Why is Karin so like important to you? Okay, so I'm going to tell you this. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna touch right back to it, okay? Uh-huh. Um, Karin is a creation of Urza. Urza loves artifacts, so he built this golem this this almost almost sentient golem. And then he's like, "Cool, you like learn, just go and do stuff." Um, he entrusts the the golem in its early days to another character that is also one of my top three favorite characters in Magic, and his name is Tefri. Tefri is a young student at Teleria um he's brash he's rash he's rude he's impatient um but he's very good at a very uh, large range of ma- of magic kind of aligned to the blue side of the color pie Tefri and Karin have an interesting relationship Tefri sees Karin as a toy and just just picks on him constantly just as just goofs and gaffs the whole nine yards Karin just takes it with you know, with a sigh, like, okay, like this is what it is, like this is how I am. Don't worry about it. There's another. There's another senior student at the school called Jura. She helps Karin a bunch of times, like. And they, there's camaraderie here that's going on. Um, she is actually the one that named the golem Karin. To be fair, it's actually a Thran word for the word mighty. Ooh, look at that! Mm. Right? Yeah, there's some hefty, hefty lore for you. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the most hefty thing that we've talked about—not blowing up an entire city with a big ass bomb. That they were like, "Ooh, Karn means mighty."
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So, okay, so Karn is this 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 walking, talking golem um, at the Toy Academy. Dave's, okay, they been blinded by love. One hundred and ten percent. So the Phyrexian invasion happens. Okay, uh, everyone is killed. Joyra, who is killed by one of the Phyrexian agents that infiltrate the school, Karin, notably upset about this. Uh, uses, and I'm going to say this and bear with me, Karin uses Urza's time machine to go back in time and save her. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's He succeeds. The machine suffers uh, some issues and it's destroyed. Uh, oh, how convenient. <laughs> um, however, it it blows up when he gets back and it destroys the academy. Leaving the ah, leaving sh- so. leaving the island in a temporal timescape. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So for all the good you do, it's always bad.
1: I mean, but he saved that one person.
0: I mean, yeah. He, well, he saves everyone. He saves everyone.
1: He said he just saved Joyra. Well,
0: he saved well he saved everyone. He stops the attack. He
1: stops the attack, and then he blows up the school. And anyway. then he goes back
0: to the normal time, and then the, it blows up. But not everyone dies. It's not that it, they die. It's not so. Like when I say destroyed, I mean it's just like you know. It's in like a time bubble. So anyway, Urza Karn and some other students escape the island uh, <laughs> through the time bubble. Yeah, they're, he's a planeswalker, and a bunch of the Karn is not currently a planeswalker. No, Urza, Urza, Urza's around. Uh,
1: I guess, I guess
0: that's true. And then a bunch of the people stay on the island because why the fuck not? Like, I mean, that because they could just stay sixty forever, right? I mean, yeah, right. So anyway, years later. They rebuild the academy. Does Karn marry Joyra? No. Um, How? Ah, Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, Joyra and Karn and whatever, and Urza, they rebuild the academy. I don't know, Drava doesn't feel good. She takes a nap for a bunch of years and she wakes up and she saves Teffery and their friends now. A
1: bunch of years. Yeah,
0: like it there's there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Like just keep up. <laughs> okay. Well uh, I'll just gonna, I'll just sit here
1: quietly and listen. No, no, again. no, don't
0: just don't be quiet. So now Urza's like, Wow, I've done a lot of cool things, right? Like I've built this golem, I've um blown up the entire plane. We don't talk about that. Uh he's like, What should I do now? He's like, you know what? I want to leave a legacy. I'm going to build a legacy weapon. I mean artifact. I just, Did I say weapon? <laughs> I meant artifact. <laughs> Great. He also was like, you know, I love leaving artifacts from but wouldn't it be nice if I had, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, genetic thing left after me? So he's like, I'm going to start a bloodline project. And then he walks away. So, what is a bloodline <laughs> project? So Urza... <laughs> Urza has a lot of... That just sounds bad. <laughs> so Urza is a futurist, to be to be fair. That's something like people uh, say. I think the word you meant was a uh, villain. <laughs> yes, that too. His bloodline project is a, it's a genetic engineering set up by Urza to create the perfect warrior to fight off the Phyrexian invasion. So as blinded as Urza is by his hubris, his arrogance, and his intelligence, he understands that Dominaria is his home. He wants to protect it. And he wants... He he knows the Phyrexians can bring no good. So he's trying his best to do the right thing. He's trying to reform himself. Give him a little bit of credit at this point in his life. At this point, by the way. However, there's a misstep here. So he decides... He's like, I'm going to breed the perfect warrior to fight the Phyrexians.
1: (laughs) Um, He uses... I'm just saying that if I was going to start an evil plot, (laughs) I would call it the Bloodline Project.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, He... So he does some engineering of some soldiers. Um, he creates a magical race, <laughs> and he basically he, does? he basically manipulates a, an entire lineage of people. Uh, because what magical race because, does he create? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not important.
1: <laughs> also, that he could... is this like is this a card archetype? No, never heard no, of?
0: no, no, no. This has nothing to do with. Dude, we're not even talking about card stuff yet. <laughs> So, so anyway, so, so so he's working on those two things, okay? So, so he, anyway, so Urza starts being like, you know what? I'm kind of like Tony Stark, like with all these robots and like all the <laughs> yeah. These he brothers. said to
1: himself, "I'm like Tony Stark," and he's <laughs>
0: like, "I need like a group of people to back me up and make me look better, like so, like the Avengers." No copyright. So he goes, he starts traveling over Dominaria an and like uh, you know recruiting some allies. He goes to a place called Yavamaya. It's a it's a place in Dominaria. Like he's like, Hey, you guys want to help me fight the Frexians? But the tree folk there are like, Yeah, you blew up Argoth, which used to be our home. now we're gonna put you in jail. And he's like uh and he's like, All right. Good luck. He's like, I forgot He's a fucking planeswalker. (laughs) Um their deity, uh Mutani, who is a living sentient elemental of like the forest and earth he's all like listen the phyrexians are a really big deal and Urza's really strong and i'm not that strong let's just fuck it, whatever let's just help him out so they free him and they give him a bunch of stuff to help him build some more weapons because that's the best thing to do yep Hmm, interesting interesting (laughs) yeah yeah seems like a bad plan but okay so he's building uh he's building a ship he's like he goes you know my legacy should be something that moves really fast and has like fire and like let <laughs> go through a midlife crisis yeah.
1: he's like let's put fucking flames on it yeah that makes it go 10 faster gear 100 percent. trust me i'm a scientist <laughs>
0: yeah right um so through his um th- through his travels he visits a place called the sarah realm you might be familiar with the name sarah because of sarah angel so he goes to sarah realm he beats one of the angels up and he's all like hey listen your realms collapsing would you mind if I took your entire realm and put it in a bottle to power my really fast car boat thing? Wow. And they're all like, I mean, I guess. And he's like, you can hang out. You did just beat up our champion, yeah. I guess. And you can do whatever you want, like, can't you? And he's like, listen, you can hang out and come to Dominaria and live. And they're like, sure. So he takes the solar realm and he throws it in his, his new legacy ship weapon, uh, fast NASCAR, uh, which is called the Weatherlight. <laughs> dumbest name for a nascar ever <laughs> yeah oh man right so he goes back to Telerio and he's all like hey man he's like guys listen i've been using all your resources uh, at the academy to fund this thing called the bloodline project and i go you guys don't really know about it but i need you all working on it uh so snap to it <laughs> so now all of the Teleria academy is helping him yeah. with this get your head out of your ass guys <laughs> i need
1: you to do this thing <laughs> Um, here are these secret files
0: yeah get to work yeah right so so now we we look over to yonder to phyrexia yagmoth awake and very much um not happy can can feel and sense and learn through all his like soldiers that that the sleeper agents that urza is this problem he's like this isn't cool so he sends his phyrexian negators to go and kill urza
1: Wait, wait, Yogmoth is still alive?
0: Yeah, he's bounded. He's bound to the soul of Phyrexia.
1: Oh, so he's basically just a planet at this point. I mean,
0: yeah, like Galactus, Unicron, Ego. I don't know if anyone gets that reference, but whatever.
1: Well, I mean, Ego is a pretty popular one from the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, movies, but yeah, I, Galactus, I think he's a big bad guy
0: from Marvel yeah. or DC. He's, a, he's from Marvel and he's a force of the universe. Don't worry about it. Anyway.
1: Okay, well I'll have to cut all this out for copyright reasons, but No,
0: you can say the names. So so anyway. I know, Dave, that's the joke. Jesus. You're the joke. So uh cutting you out of the podcast. So all the negators are so these Frexi negators are trying to kill Urza. It doesn't work out too well for anybody. Moving on. More stuff happens, more stuff happens. Uh Urza finds this clan in like the desert and he's like, Oh, you guys are really cool. I need you part of my bloodline project. So he scoops them up and moves on. Yep, more genetic manipulation. It's not like a big deal or anything, right?
1: I I mean, it's only the thing that Yagmuth did that made it's him such a bad di- guy. It's
0: completely different. Trust me. Wink. <laughs> yeah.
1: God, I hope I'm getting this right because <laughs> otherwise, it just sounds like I'm gonna be a dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So Urza starts putting together an even more team, and he starts recruiting Planeswalkers to his cause to be like, "Hey, listen, we need everyone to like band together and." All this other nonsense. Um, so he has all these planeswalkers racing all over the world trying to find, like, power stones and stuff like that. It's a middle school dance party crazy, let me tell you.
1: You have to gather all seven of the power stones and put them together so that you can call forth the dragon Shenra. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Wait. Wait. I'm thinking of something else, aren't I? Yeah.
0: So anyway, the fruition okay. of uh, the Bloodline Project happened in 4,179 A.R. And Gerald is born. Gerald. Gerald, the
1: the dragon slayer
0: from uh, no, no, Castlevania. No, (laughs) no. He's the white legendary creature from like Weatherlight. That is not good.
1: Oh, he has a saga in Dominaria. Got it.
0: That's how important he is. All right. So this is where things really start to to ramp up, even more so. All right. So all this planning and stuff that urza's been been trying to do starts to come to a head his his weapon his super fast midlife crisis fast car the Weatherlight, uh, has a crew now comprises some very notable characters of magic uh to say uh gerald is there Karn is part of the team as well and that's the crew the the crew the Weatherlight. uh also this this um friggin Cowman person, Tankarth, but no one cares about him because he's stupid. So, anyway, so the weather like crew is all like, cool, we're going to go bust some Phyrexian heads. And Urza's like, yeah, 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 we just got to make sure. That we stop Yagmoth, and they go yeah don't worry about that we got your cool fast car thanks dad for the keys we're gonna go and get some burgers with my friends so
1: hop and loses we're going to destroy Yagmoth, right
0: so they all get in they all get in the weather light and they fly to a city called mercadia and they go all right cool we got to stop whatever Yagmoth's big overarching plan is because he's the big red of this season well the phyrexia invasion starts And it turns out the plan was for Phyrexia to literally overlay over Dominaria. And what I mean by that is to what's called plane shift the whole entire plane of Phyrexia on top of Dominaria.
1: How the hell does that even work?
0: Well, so, you know, when you have uh, like a bowl of water and you take your hand and you put it on the bowl of water and push it in, you know what happens to the water? It gets displaced and pushed to the side. No (laughs) way, Dave.
1: I just imagine, like, them putting basically a planet in the sky next to this other planet and then they fucking hit each other. Nope.
0: No, 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 no. You need to envision something in one place and then imagine another something appearing right at the same spot. Something is going to get displaced. Yeah, that's not how planets work. It's not right? a planet; it's you a plane. Can... It's, not, you're, you're... it's not how physics work, it's... Dave. <laughs> wow, really? In in a in a game about magical space traveling? I'm just saying, wizards? if
1: you're gonna have a storyline, it has to make some sort of sense. It makes you perfect can't sense. Two things that occupy two things cannot occupy the same space. You're
0: absolutely right. So guess what happens? Dominator is gonna get like friggin' wrecked and destroyed. Like, I just, yes, that's what happens. Um, friggin' uh, it sounds like a bad dude. Yeah, Atlanta War is severely damaged. A bunch of other places are just like blown to smithereens like it's the worst uh urza assembling his version of the avenger assemble avengers assembles what's called the nine titans which sounds really cool but it's not as cool as you think it is Aww. yeah it's a bunch of planeswalkers that some of them are cool and some of them aren't so urza obviously the leader uh you have Bo Levar. Who no one cares about. You have never heard yep. Of her. You have Daria because she's super indifferent and she just decided to be in Magic the Gathering. Frere is never heard of her. For Elise is there because you know she ended the world spell, so she's kind of important. Uh, I've heard of her. Right, Commodore Guff, and no, I'm not pronouncing that wrong. Christina of the Woods because you know you always need a Christina in your party, and then I don't know some other people in Lord Ringgrace. Lord Ringgrace is a kitty cat, you know. Um, I like Lord Ringgrace. Anyway, so the Nine Titans do a whole bunch of stuff, and they're like, cool, we're going to go close the Phyrexian portal. Side note, during this whole time, Tefri was asked to help out, and he was all like, ooh, you see, I was a really big jerk when I was younger, and now all I care about is my hometown, so I'm going to take my hometown and I'm just going to peace out. And he basically phases his whole entire uh, town out of existence, and he's like, I'll be back when the war's over. Okay, thanks, bye. Jeez. Yeah, he's still a douchebag even when he gets older. But he has a redemption arc, so don't worry. Anyway, so the Frex.
1: Phyrex- can't wait for Core Twenty Twenty right? when it's going to be Fairy all the time. So the portal to
0: Frex is closed, but the wrath—the wrath, the wrath overlay—is still happening, which is just as bad. So a whole bunch of people betray a whole bunch of other people, and a whole bunch of people get killed. Yep, it's a good time for everybody. The weatherlight gets destroyed uh, because you know your midlife crisis car can't handle it. Yeah, he flipped it off a bridge. Right. Uh, Urza's super cool bloodline limit, super guy who I genetically altered, uh, Gerald, is captured by the Phyrexians. And he's all like, ah, we're going to make you us. Urza joins the Phyrexians because, you know, that's what you do. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, he's basically losing. He's like, oh, man, this isn't going well. I want to be part of the winning side. Hey, Phyrexia, can I just join you? Because, I mean, you guys are kind of right anyway. And that's cool. But then Gerald's like, "Wait, you know what? I'm gonna join the Fractians too because this is stupid, and I got manipulated by Urza." So the Fractians, uh, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> so the are like, "This is like the best day ever. Like, this is perfect. Like, hey, but we don't need two like really predominant characters on our team. Could you guys just fight each other?" And they put Gerald and Urza in a fight to the death. And of course,
1: Urza wins because he's a fucking
0: planeswalker. You would be incorrect, Gerald. What? Gerald decapitates Urza. What? Mm-hmm. Gerard turns against the Phyrexians at the last second and he tra- and is transported back to the str- uh, to his stronghold. Gerard kills a bunch of important characters. Another character kills a bunch of important characters. And the re- t- re- remaining Titans that didn't portray Urza are like, Surprise, JK, we were just kidding. We were still here this whole time. And they activate a bomb and it blows up almost all of Phyrexia in one foul swoop. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That is not how I thought that was going to go. Oh, no, yeah. It's... And that's how. Ursa becomes just a head mm. in unstable. Well,
0: yeah, sure. I mean, yes. Ex- huh. Except there's a problem. So anyway, Karen, that robot from way before that I super love, uh, and he's my OTP. Um, he's all. He has this thing where he can't remember more than twenty years at a single time. His memory cap. <laughs> his memory cap gets removed. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a stupid limitation. Don't 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 make it. Don't make it weird. <laughs> oh god, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, through some nonsense, his memory cap is removed, and he's like, "Oh wow, I can totally read these Thran, these old Thran books, and I can like do stuff." And then he basically rebuilds the weatherlight, and they're like, "What? Our cool, fast, super cool car is back on the road again. Dad's not going to be mad at us for wrecking it." And um, Mutani is all like, oh, "You know." Urborg sucks now. I'm going to take part of my hometown, Yavamaya, and put it in an Urborg. And that's whatever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, so Yagmoth, super pissed off that most of his plane is basically got blown up, um, somehow becomes a literal smoke cloud of death. And he enters Dominaria. And he's like, "Sub bitches? Like, you thought I was gone, but I wasn't. I was here the whole time. And I'm super evil, even more so than ever. And. Great. Uh, the rest of like the Nine Titans pretty much just get blown away. So, like, you know, Beau LeVar and Commander Guff, yeah, he dies. Command- oh, I'm sorry, Commodore. Commodore Guff couldn't take the Guff no more, and he's out. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, billions of dominarians die, too. The story's really off the rails. So, Urza's all like, wait, hold on. My sweet ass ride is back. He goes, by the way, the legacy weapon is also... I'm yeah, sorry, but he how, goes-
1: how is he get- How is he going to drive it with no Hold arms? on.
0: He's like, by the way, the legacy is also my legacy weapon. I forgot, I know I keep saying it, but is it my weapon? And they're all like, what? And he's like, yeah, so if you take the legacy weapon, uh, the ship, and you put my cool sick robot um, with the ship, and you combine them like Power Ranger robots, and you take my head and you put it inside the main compartment of my robot, like I'm piloting it like a mech suit, I'll shoot a really big laser. And everyone's like- Jesus Christ. Everyone's like, what? The legacy blows up Yagmoth with a big old beam of white light. And it, God damn it. yeah, it shoop, it shoop to whoops him and he's dead. Shoop to de whoops yeah. him. <laughs> Great. Yeah, Karin's a fire in his bomb. Anyway. So, yeah. So, um, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, the ensuing chaos of all that causes the rest of the legacy weapon to no longer exist. Urza is effectively considered to be dead now, and for some reason, which we have not fully comprehended yet, Karin ascends and becomes the first, non, um, the first non-organic being to become a planeswalker.
1: Is it because he has Urza's head inside of him?
0: <sighs> so there's a lot of debate for that, and we we'll, we'll, we can talk about that for a quick moment. I personally do not believe that Urza's spark enters Karn. I believe that it is a whole... Chemical malto cocktail mixture that causes Urza uh, Karn to become a planeswalker. A lot of people believe that it's literally Urza Spark inside of Karin. I don't believe that, so you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And if you think Dave is wrong and you want to tell him so, you put it down no, in the comments.
0: No, no. There's so many people that are so divisive about the lore. Like, oh my goodness, don't even.
1: Perfect. <laughs> the, Fight about it in the comments. The, the lore, let, war, let comment war ensue. The, the,
0: the lore community is savage. <laughs> That's what I want.
1: I want them to tell you how wrong you are, but I want them to do it in very ex- precise detail. That way I can know why he's wrong, too.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'd rather not. Uh, It's too
1: late, it's happening I'm going to cut your your (laughs) argument against it Right out of the podcast, Uh, Dave
0: Anyway, so Yeah, that's to the Frexian invasion And then after that Some fun stuff happens, but that's That's another story for another day
1: Yeah, I think we have to call it uh, So we will be back uh, Next time with more of the magic Lore, as crazy as it is
0: Have a good night, everybody (laughs) Yeah, it shipped it a whoopsum in and he's dead. Shooped a whoopsum.